Hello and welcome to yet another Massacast. For those of you under the age of 18, please put down the headphones and step slowly away from the podcast. Come back when you're old enough. This is for adult listening enjoyment only. For those of you that are left, welcome. And there's still plenty of things to work out. I'm still getting the hang of, uh, you know, making sure everything's mic'd up properly. And so you still might hear a few things that are a little off here and there. But for the most part, I think I've got the hang of this. Also, um... So a lot of people have been asking if this is just going to be conversations with dominant women. And the answer is no. Uh, we've got uh, some submissive women on the way, dominant guys, submissive guys, people who aren't into BDSM as much as they are into polyamorous relationships, or people who are maybe just swingers. Really, it's, uh, it's all good, as long as it's sexy. That sounded really creepy. Okay. I do know more dominant women than I know other types, um, just because, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't have a good smart answer for that one, except for, you know, I just happen to know more dominant women. Get off my back. Will you stop with the questioning already? That being said, going to talk to another dominant woman who uh, writes a great blog called the Sweet and Lowdown, and you can see that at uh, thesweetandlowdown.wordpress.com. The conversation started with how she got into kink. I met someone through a vanilla dating site, um, and he, I just, you know, he, I gave him my phone number and he called me one night, and he just started immediately talking about all this really far out stuff. Like he wanted to be enslaved 24-7 and like locked up in a basement and beaten brutally all the time and, you know, forced to eat food off the floor and just like, and, and not even that, like just like, and sold to other people and just really extreme stuff. So he's, tell, he's telling me all this stuff and I'm just like, what the fuck? You know, I'd never heard of any of this, uh, people actually doing this, you know, I just never crossed my mind. Right. I'm listening. And weirdly enough, I did not hang up on him right away. I was kind of interested in seeing how far he would go. Um, on, in retrospect, I think he was also kind of testing my limits too by right. bringing out these really insane stuff. He was going to try to he was going to try to <laughs> test the waters with a boulder instead of a pebble. Yeah, like for instance, he was like, "Would you be comfortable with castration?" And right. I was, and he wanted to, as a you know, if we signed a slave contract or whatever, and I was his owner, then he was going to, as a sign of his loyalty or devotion or whatever. Cut, get his balls and his cock taken off, like, surgically. So and it wasn't just castration of the... It was everything. Everything. The whole package would be taken off sur surgically. Apparently he knew someone who could do it. And, and <laughs> I, know, I know a guy. I know a guy. I have a... I know a castration guy. You meet, go in a van. <laughs> Out to a farm somewhere. He gives you a pack of bandages. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And no, but he said he did, and and that he would get the, the, the junk, you know, preserved in a jar for me so that I could have his g genitals in a jar so I could look at them and go, I have a slave. You know, I, I don't understand right, the whole, right. you know... Wow! Look, I have your. Right. <laughs> I don't know what I was supposed to do with them. Right. Uh, pickle them, and <laughs> I don't. I just. I don't know. Put them in storage. So you'd have your. You'd have his testicles. 
in a jar. No, his cock and balls in a jar. And he kept saying cock and balls in a jar. Like, <laughs> like five, like 20 times, like a dozen times. He had cock and balls in a jar. In a jar. And it was just like, not, <laughs> not in a box or not in a, a baggie. Right. <laughs> in a jar. It so. must be a jar. <laughs> Hellman's mayonnaise jar. I have very specific details on this. Maybe he had a jar all saved up for... Right. His stuff, but anyway, yeah, so I got off the phone with him, like, you know, and I knew right away that I wasn't normal, because I was like, a normal person would have hung up long ago, and been, like, telling all her friends, like, oh my god, this really creepy guy. You never hear about this guy. Exactly, and I just feel, like, grossed out, and just, whatever, and go back to my normal life, and me, not being normal, go online, like all other kinky people who've ever kind of come across a whiff of kinkiness, right. and started looking this stuff up. And I literally Googled, like, master-slave contract and, like, came up with all this stuff and all these BDSM sites. And, and you're like, wow, there's a lot of people... Yeah, I was Injured. shocked, actually, about how, how much stuff was out there. It was just, like, tons of, and, like, very elaborate, you know, and there would be examples of, like, contracts, you know, that you could, that were supposedly legally airtight and all this. <laughs> but, yeah, right. I, but, know, there's no, I, I don't know if there's such thing as an airtight slave contract. No, there's you know? no, there's no such thing. Right. Um, yeah, but, and then he, he kept calling after that, and then we had a lot of, a series of, you know, long conversations about all these kind of scenarios and things he wanted, and it was just basically sort of testing the waters. Even though he was talking about this stuff, yeah. which you, it was, it seemed clear that you weren't interested in him, it started you down the path of look, reading into it and learning more about it. Right. And, and, and then and that's I, what kind right. of turned you on. It's like, uh... Well, that's why I called him the White Rabbit, because, you know, I just... He kind of happened across, you know, right. into my life. He stumbled into my life, and I kind of followed him down into kink world, you right. know. And and how, how has your how has your experience been so far? I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's been some oddities, but there's been some good stuff too. Does the positive outweigh the negative in yeah. kink? Um, for me, uh, yeah, I, I would say, um. You know, my past uh, relationships, um, sex life, things like that, definitely, you know, were, there was something missing, mm -hmm. and I didn't realize it until now, you know, what exactly that was, and that there was a certain dynamic that was missing. Um, I had an ex-boyfriend, it was my first serious relationship, where there were some element, DS elements to it, and he was kind of had submissive qualities to him and that was probably like the best relationship I ever had mm -hmm. um up to a certain point and and you know that ended but you know all, everything after that was just kind of not good do you still have his penis in a jar <laughs> no okay <laughs> I have it in a box <laughs> in a box yeah because you're you because it was a vanilla relationship you have his penis it in a box a, yeah it was a DS relationship right. would be in a, in a jar obviously <laughs> I was once told that mm -hmm. I was uh, heteroflexible. Who told you that? Uh, a woman who read uh, my blog said, oh, you're heteroflexible. I said, really? And I didn't know what that meant. I was like, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and I looked it up and I said, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> now, I wish, I wish, I should say this, I wish I were bisexual. I also wish I was a switch. Wait, why don't you explain to people what heteroflexible... Apparently heteroflexible means uh, you are into the opposite sex, but every now and again, you are okay being with someone else right. of the same sex. Right. Um, so uh, you have no bisexual inclinations at I all? I mean, I wouldn't, I'd be more than happy to be with another guy if, if every single woman in the Victoria's Secret catalog said, 
to have sex with us, you need to do this to this guy. I'd be like, let's go. Get the lube. <laughs> Get the lube. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not totally against it. And yet, I know some guys were like, you kidding me? There's no way in hell. I'd rather shoot myself in the face before. Well, those are the guys who are in the airport bathroom. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, so have you... Have you thought about uh, being with a woman? And if so, can you just drive it as slowly uh, and carefully as you can? Um, I'm probably the same as you. Like, it's just never, it's not something that does it for me, really. Right. I just, I'm not attracted to vaginas, weirdly enough. Mm -hmm. I like penises. You should try vaginas. They're pretty awesome. I have, I've had a penis all my life. Mm -hmm. Not really, it's not that, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Ditto. I just, you know, um, <laughs> so I Damn don't it, know. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> my penis is awesome. There we go. That's, that's fair. Um, can you say I like penis? No. <laughs> well, you do have a thing for, you like the idea of, of man-on-man -man action. I do. This seems to be more and more prevalent. Women wanting guys to be with other guys, especially, uh, you know, in a BDSM sense. I don't know if it's more prevalent or it's just that women are feeling more comfortable admitting asking, it. admitting it or asking for it. Um, whereas men all along, you know, at least straight men have been, been like, yeah, girl-on-girl -girl action. And, just, and not even just in... A sexual contest, but just plastering it all over the airwaves and commercials and billboards and, you know. So, women are feeling more comfortable talking about this. About man-on-man -man action. Right. So, what is it about man-on-man -man action that you like so much? Just, can't you picture, like, two good-looking guys kind of <laughs> <laughs> naked and, like, greased up and kind of rubbing against each other? Like Crisco? <laughs> greased up like Crisco? Rubbing, or? like, oil on each other and, you know, <laughs> and, and two hard cocks and, you know. <laughs> well, that seems to be, it seems to be a very prevalent thing. And, and it yeah. also... Uh, Forced by mm -hmm. seems to be uh, more prevalent on both ends of the spectrum. Right, there seem right. to be more guys who are really into forced by mm -hmm. because, like, they need a, an excuse to be with another right, dude. Right, right, right. And there seem to be more women who like the idea of forced by. Mm -hmm. um, whereas forced by, from this <laughs> from a submissive guy point, yeah. Uh, if a guy says, I'm really into forced by, it's not that forced. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, and there's some people I'm sh I know who are really angry about that. You know, they really don't like the, the, the phrase forced by because mm -hmm. for who knows what Because reason, being gay is awesome and everyone should be into it and it should never be forced. Well, I don't know because it's it's more of a you should accept yourself. You're, you're just trying to find an excuse for it. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's sometimes that's just how people's sexuality works. That right. they that a man does not feel comfortable um, giving into kind of bisexual feelings or, or inclinations unless someone else is in the room with him. I mean, this happens a lot with threesomes, right? right. Or, you know, so and, and the same thing might happen with a woman, right? Where she wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable having sex with another woman unless her partner, her male partner, said, "Let's have a threesome with another girl." You know. Right. So I, I, I have no problem with it really like that's what people do as long as they're being you know the old safe scene consensual what who am i to judge again you've been at this for what six months or so oh less than that less than that how, how do you feel like it's it's made you has it had any effect on your vanilla life as far as how you view yourself or has it had any effect on how um, you look at the world like for example, are you looking at guys' butts in a different way just walking down the street that you normally would never would have? No, not exactly. Although I look at people differently. Like, I look at couples and I wonder, are they into this stuff? Mm -hmm. Who's the top? Who's the bottom? I look at people and go, especially, <laughs> I amuse myself by looking at, like, you know, very older, distinguished people and especially men, you know, in suits and things. I can go, hmm, you know, imagining him in a diaper, you know, with a hood over his head or something like that, something 
you know. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Eileen Greenspan and his wife. Who yeah, would be? I do, I do. I imagine Alan Greenspan on all fours with like a leash around his neck being whipped by some, I mean, I... What's his wife again from NBC News? I, um, oh yeah, um, what, uh, the reporter, um... Andrea something? Andrea Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can see her I can see her whipping him. She does seem a bit uh, that. you wanna go you wanna play a game? Celebrity kink? Okay, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, name the celebrity and well or you should say just celebrities that you think are into it or not into it. Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. Kink or not kink? Katie Holmes definitely not, I don't think. I mean, I can see her sort of... I don't know, she's been, like, brainwashed by him, so maybe she'll go along with whatever. I have a feeling he has a very strange, rich sexual life. There is, and you? That, really? Yeah, that, that I bet he's really into role-play. I, I can see him liking to be infantilized or something. Really? Yeah. I don't know why, I just get this feeling, like, I can see him in diapers. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. like, making poor Katie Holmes, like, give him a bottle and stuff. You know, I can totally see that. Because she does have, like, a motherly quality. Maybe that's what he... She has that kind of weary... I think it's I think it's dealing with him for the past <laughs> however many years. I, wouldn't you be tired? This man's on, like, I think I would. speed. He, yeah, he's always, yeah, he's always on something. Maybe Angelina he, Jolie and Brad Pitt. Well, that's a given. What do you mean that's a given? I mean, I don't think we even need to bring that up, do we? What do you mean? Isn't it obvious? What, what's obvious? She's pretty, she's pretty dominant, I believe. Even though she's admitted she's, like, a, she's been a cutter yeah. uh, in the past. But, but do you think they do stuff together? I think so. I think usually it's role play. I think she pretends that she that uh, he is me. <laughs> I imagine she right. says, "Okay." I think she does. I think she pretends that he is me. At least that's what, in my mind. Yeah. That's what happens. Um, but don't you don't you think she's dominant? Maybe. Um, she has a dominant personality. I'm not sure if she's sexually dominant. I have a feeling maybe when she was younger she probably experimented with stuff especially when she was with like billy bob because he's kind of he seems like crazy dirty southern you know like just like he would be in all kinds of crazy shit that we neither of us has ever heard of you know right. like so i can see that but maybe now that she's because she seems to have embraced her whole like mother Teresa role where she's adopting all these children so i can see her sort of like mellowing out and not having a wild sex life anymore uh eliza dushku um, but... She's uh, in the TV show Dollhouse. Yeah, I know. Um, I know, I'm talking... She was on Buffy. I'm saying, I'm saying for those people who don't know. Well, I don't know. Her persona is this kind of, like, kick-ass, you know, um, badass sort of girl. But but many people, when they're uh, kick-ass, badass in real life, they're kind of... That's what I'm thinking, that maybe she's... If she was into kinky stuff, she would like being tied up and, you know? See, uh, here's my problem is that I imagine all attractive women is dominant. I, that's why, that's, that's <laughs> you why do. I'm, you really do. I'm bad at this game because yeah. I imagine, you know, wow, Eliza Dushku, she, clearly she wants to <laughs> tie me up and beat right. me, right? You vision her as maybe being more submissive? I, I do, I think. Or a switch. Tom, Tom Selleck. <laughs> do I have to imagine him having sex? Yes, you, you have to imagine. <laughs> you, well, there was a time when Tom Selleck was like the hottest man in the universe, right? To you. No, no. <laughs> no, there was a time when Tom Selleck was the sexiest man alive. When, <laughs> to when, you. No, no, I'm saying... Keep saying that, please. Uh, Us Magazine or whoever, People Magazine, when he was, what was the, Magnum P.I. When he was in Magnum P.I., that was like, and he was like the hottest guy in, I'm in the I'm sorry, old fogey, that was before my time. Just get out of town. <laughs> okay. Are there any other celebrities that pops in your mind that you think, oh my God, so kinky, definitely kinky? 
Oh, Courtney Love. Cor- no, Courtney Love is just, she's just nuts. That's different. <laughs> um, Don't you think? I can see a lot of, like, rock stars being into kind of crazy sex, you know? They're usually, I mean, there's always rumors of... Like, just wild coke-fueled orgies. Right. And I don't know if that's kink so much. I mean, well, maybe, but most of but them are you just... But you can see them being more open to probably, um, you know, getting it up the ass once in a while or... Well, yeah, but I'm talking like, for example, Courtney Love mm-hmm. is a prime example that she would just accidentally put someone in bondage. You know, what do you mean accidentally? I don't know. She'd probably think, oh, we're going to fuck with some yawn now. And next thing you know, next thing you know, it's Shibari, you know, just by accident. Because she's that coke. She just stumbles and suddenly ties this intricate, <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, body yeah. harness. Exactly. <laughs> I, You know what? If she was into kink, uh, I bet she would also like to get tied up and be a bottom. I think, I think no matter who has sex with her, probably they want to tie her up. <laughs> just, you know I mean? Or put a gag on her. Just, just, <laughs> yeah, don't you think? Maybe. I, no, now I'm doing the thing that you're doing because I feel like everyone's a bottom and everyone's submissive. I can't, I can't, like, right now I'm trying to think of someone that I think would like to be the, the top or the, you know, the dominant, and I can't think of anyone. Well, let's talk, let's move on to the world of politics then. Okay. All right. <clears throat> uh, I, in, I mean, let's take our president and first lady. Oh, no, don't, 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 don't. What? I like them. Well, what do you mean? So they can't be kinky because you like them? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to even think about it. They're sacred. That's like your parents. Yeah, they're yeah. like they're like the nation's parents. It's clear she's the one. She's dominant. I think they have a normal sex life. I don't think they have anything. Oh, hold on. What's first off? What's abnormal about BDSM? It's not abnormal. Okay, they have a conventional vanilla sort of sex life loving and there's no ds overtones you don't think so no i don't think so Mm. you can you honestly see barack obama getting tied up or her she's really again maybe it's because i find her very attractive that uh i think maybe yes she's a lady i don't think so (laughs) wait hold on you're a lady no i'm not (laughs) you're a woman i'm a woman (laughs) (laughs) honestly i don't see i don't see anything kinky there dennis kucinich i bet i bet he's Oh, Dennis Kucinich. Yeah. God. Ugh. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I bet. I can Have you seen his wife? Yeah, she's hot. She's hot. Mm-hmm. I wonder why she's with him. I bet he... I can see him as being a top. Dennis Kucinich is a top? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Okay, Dennis Kucinich is uh, is a top, and his wife just goes along with whatever, because obviously, obviously yeah. he's Dennis Kucinich. Right, right. I wonder how many times he's actually used that on a woman. I'm Dennis Kucinich. You may have heard of me. I ran for president, and I, you know, I got two votes in the Iowa caucus. Well, out of the thousand times he's tried it, it worked once. So there you go. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. The conversation went on from there, but she mainly talked about the bonuses she received from AIG and what with the current climate. I thought it would be best to uh, leave that out. But uh, there'll be other conversations with her in the future. I think that's the only time in history where a kinky conversation started uh, started out one way and ended with Dennis Kucinich. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, so there you have it. Another episode you sat through, and feel free to email mastercast at gmail.com if you have any suggestions, or go to the mastercast. Excuse me, go to mastercast.com, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next time.